Hello friends I'm your host Sujay and I welcome you to the 7th episode of the Meet Stargazers podcast Our guest today was awarded the Dark Sky Defender Award by the International Dark Sky Association in 2019 in recognition of her exceptional efforts to promote quality outdoor lighting in order to reduce light pollution and its environmental impacts She has been instrumental in developing awareness of dark skies issues in Mayo, Ireland. She has made significant contribution to the accreditation and continued success of the Mayo International Dark Sky Park, which was the first in Ireland. Her support of the Mayo Dark Sky Festival and establishment of the Friends of Mayo Dark Skies IDA chapter has been important in bringing awareness to light pollution. She is also the co-founder of Terra Firma Ireland, a company that organizes hiking, stargazing and cultural tours in the west of Ireland. Today, she will be talking to us about stargazing in Mayo Dark Sky Park. Without further ado, please join me in welcoming Georgia Macmillan. Georgia, thanks for taking the time to speak to us and I'm excited to talk to you about stargazing in Mayo Dark Sky Park. Thank you. I'm excited to join you too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Georgia, which measures have been implemented in Mayo Dark Sky Park to reduce light pollution? Well, when we started our project in Mayo uh, in 2013, it, what we had there was a national park. So the buildings within that national park would have fallen under the requirements to retrofit um, dark sky friendly lighting. So uh, we got the support of the National Parks and Wildlife Service and they allowed for a, a complete audit of the lighting on the, the site buildings. So that would include our visitor centre, um, the car park and the rangers building, which is um, a non-public um, site. So all of the lighting uh, on the visitor centre building, um, the bollards um, for the car park have been uh, changed, removed and replaced with dark sky friendly lighting. That was done back in, um, gosh, it must be 2014 or 2015 now before we had accreditation. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've retrofitted completely. We do have... Um, at the support of our county council that's for the road lighting that surrounds Mayo Dark Sky Park so even though it doesn't technically fall within the the boundary of the site that's accredited we have had um some light retrofits um actually in recent months uh, only in 2020 we had the uh, the national route lights replaced with 2700 kelvin lights so they were a mixture of old sodium lights and some random LEDs that had been put in arbitrarily um at a at a high um specification of kelvin so they would have been the blue rich lights so we had all of those um unified and replaced with dark sky friendly 2700 LEDs so we were very happy about that and we're also uh, looking at a project for Newport town um to make that a dark sky friendly town so as i said even though it's outside of the mayo dark sky park accredited area um we know that there are some lighting issues that are really need attention so uh, we have we've fortunately we applied for a funding scheme and our heritage council 
provided us with some funding to engage uh, Roberto Corradini, an Italian lighting designer, and uh, his partner, Marco Palandella. So we're working with uh, Marco and Roberto, and they've produced some beautiful render designs for the heritage buildings in Newport. So our, um, our church, which is over 100 years old now, and the Viaduct Railway Bridge, um, which spans the, uh, the Newport River. So both of those structures are not lit in the way that is appropriate to dark sky friendly. And Roberto has come up with some uh, really beautiful designs uh, to improve them. So we're launching our lighting master plan um, in the next month or two. And we hope that our uh, council will will provide the funding to have the actual plans carried out and the, the dark sky friendly lighting uh, installed. And it will really be an attraction for the town at night as a dark sky friendly town, Ireland's first, in fact. So we're quite excited about that project. What is the quality of night sky in Mayo Dark Sky Park? And can one see the Milky Way from Mayo Dark Sky Park? Uh, we're very lucky. Uh, we have different sites around the, the dark sky park where you can drive to a, a car park that's unlit um, and uh, we've got one site that's called Letterkeen which is um, quite a remote area it's near um, a forestry um, and near the mountainous region and you could park there and you can just uh, a short walk and you can look up and it is wonderful we had some very high quality readings for our, um, our dark sky application at that site in particular um, so yes, you can certainly still see the, the, the Milky Way. Um, you, um, you can see it many months during the year, but I suppose September would be uh, particularly good. Um, one of the things, given our, our latitude, we're 53 degrees north, so we do have a very long daylight um, hours in, in summertime. So as the nights are, are getting darker from September, October, uh, leading into the winter. It, it's a lovely time to visit and you have those crisp evenings then as well. Can one do nightscape astrophotography in Mayo Dark Sky Park? Um, yes, certainly. We, we have um, some local astrophotographers. Um, I'll mention one in particular as a gentleman called Brian Wilson, who, went, again, when, when we were putting together the application for Dark Sky Status, he would have taken quite a few photos to help us um, ascertain the quality of the night sky um, in connection with our readings. So he would have taken shots. Uh, what, what he tends to do is combine the, um, the landscape heritage with the night sky, with the Milky Way in the background. So you might have a, this one shot where he has a, a nice pathway leading towards the stars. There's another where he has um, the stone bothy that I was referring to earlier, that, that dark site. Letterkeen um, with the Milky Way behind. Um, so we, we've had quite a few. The interest in astrophotography has grown um, a lot in the area. So we've had um, quite a few astrophotography workshops, uh, which is part of some of our outreach um, events and, and other series that I'll tell you about in a, in a little bit. Are there any astronomical observatories or planned observatories in Mayo Dark Sky Park? Yeah, it's a good question. We um, traditionally, I guess, we don't really have um, a, a big uh, astronomy connection in, the, in this region of Mayo. And 
what's happened here um we we don't have an observatory so i suppose that that answers the first part of your question right now but because of the growth and interest in astrotourism and in visiting the mayo dark sky park um there are plans um which will our local press has reported on, so we have you know some plans that are out there in the public realm to uh, to put in a an observatory and a planetarium in the future. And those plans at the moment are being worked on, and designs and exact locations are being determined. Um, I suppose as as we speak. So at the moment, we don't have information that we can release, but um, I believe it will be very exciting for the region to have. Um, you know, have our own observatory and our own planetarium with expertise that people can come and visit in the future. Can visitors to Mayo Dark Sky Park do nocturnal nature trails? Yeah, it's another interesting question. The, the answer is yes. I mean, it, it is a national park and there are nocturnal species in it. So we'd have uh, badgers and uh, pine martins, which are, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them but they're they're um they're also known as the tree cat they're a, a, a lovely uh, species and there would be um other birds woodcock that you'd see sort of at dusk time but the trouble is um that you but by the time you know you've you've walked on the nocturnal trail the the um the wildlife would have heard you coming a long time before you'd see them so um so i have to be honest the chances of actually seeing some of the nocturnal nature is limited, but we do um, bring people on a sort of dusk watch walks and, you know, do, it's more the sound and sometimes, you know, later at night you'll see the reflection of a pair of eyes in the in the woodland. So, you know, um, maybe deer, red deer there would be in, in the woodland, so you, you'd know they'd be there, but um, you'd be lucky to catch a glimpse uh, firsthand. You are the co-founder of Terraforma Ireland an outdoor adventures company in Mayo. Could you please share with us the activities and experiences offered by your company, Terraforma Ireland? Yeah, be happy to. Um, I suppose I, I came into uh, the dark sky family, if you like, through a, an interest in outdoor education. Um, so I was studying um, in um, as a mature student in a nearby college. And um, so part of our course uh, was to uh, to train as mountain leaders and outdoor guides. And um, so following the the outdoor course, I got into not only dark skies, but into um, providing walking tours and walking holidays around Ireland. Um, so myself and my partner uh, set up Terra Firma. We thought that was an appropriate name. Um, and Terra Firma covers, it's our, our strap line is from the Greenway to the Milky Way. So the Greenway is a, um, a walking route, um, a very low uh, level walking route, um, but it just signifies that we're qualified to bring people from low level trails right through to the top of the mountain peaks. Um, and looking up into the sky, of course, then we do the stargazing tours. So, so in terms of... Um, I suppose lending it towards the dark sky tourism because we're on the doorstep of Mayo Dark Sky Park. We felt that there wasn't an offering um, available for people to do at night to come and, and visit. So we've set up um, different experiences. There's there's one of one of which is called our signature tour. It's called Magic Myth and Moonlight, 
and we bring people from the town of Newport, which is the nearest sort of mm -hmm. gateway town to the Mayo Dark Sky Park. Mm -hmm. um, and we take them on a, a small bus tour, so only small groups. So we have a, a little bus called the Starlight Express, pick them up in Newport, bring them to our near heritage site, which is an abbey, a 15th century abbey. And that we do just as it's getting dark to set a little bit of atmosphere and you can start to see, you know, the night sky through the old Gothic switch line tracery windows. It's a nice experience. And then we start to follow the North Star up towards the dark sky park and that site that I mentioned, the Bothy, which is the, the stone Bothy. So we follow the North Star um, and we have the Bothy uh, lit by candlelight and lantern light. So it's atmospheric. And when we're up there, then we we're joined by a local storyteller. And he weaves, I suppose, stories of the night, local traditions, uh, something called pishrogues in Irish, which is um, kind of a, almost superstitions and uh, traditional tales. And he'd connect those with night sky stories and mythology. Um, and he also did the, the magic in the title there. I said magic, myth and moonlight. Um, he also does a little bit of uh, leisure, the man in uh, so the, a little bit of sleight of hand um, and close up magic um, under candlelight. And um, yeah, and we usually time it so that we have um, either first quarter moon, we can do a little bit of moon gazing as, as the night gets darker outside afterwards. So it's yeah, it's, it's a nice experience for people. It's, it's quite intimate, small groups, and it gets people. Um, I suppose away from the traditional, uh, you know, just a a night in the pub, for instance, it's, it's something different for people to do, and it's introducing them to the dark sky park the way we would like it. Are there any astronomy clubs in the region? Yes, there are. Um, we didn't have, um, as I said earlier, we didn't have a large um, astronomy connection when we started the dark sky um, project, but um, it has inspired interest. And we've, uh, we now have some very prominent um, astronomers in the area. So Newport would be the nearest Newport Astronomy Club. Um, obviously at the moment with COVID, there's not any activities happening right now, but um, under normal times, they would have an event at least once a month. And there'd be very high quality speakers. Uh, the chairman of um, Newport Astronomy Club is a gentleman called Derek Dempsey. And um, he's given some really class talks and um, has gained a good following. Um, so the Astronomy Club and its popularity has has really grown a lot uh, for the area. It's very good for, for the area and for the Dark Sky Park. Could you please talk to us about the annual Mayo Dark Sky Festival? Yeah, we've... Um, this has kind of taken us by by storm as well. Um, I suppose I should mention how it's how it came about. The um, Mayo Dark Sky Festival is firstly first of all it's a community run initiative. Um, so back in 2016, just the year that we had the accreditation for the Dark Sky Park, um, a uh, an astronomer from Galway. Um, suggested that we do a dark sky festival a one-day event an astronomy festival and he set it up with um a lady called fiona hopkins um so uh it was himself uh, ronan newman and fiona hopkins who founded the mayo dark sky festival back then as an astronomy event and fiona's um, a 
super organized lady and she has um, led the festival organization since then um, and we've um, I suppose bringing the other communities on board we've expanded it into uh, not just an astronomy festival but um, a festival celebrating all aspects of the night and dark sky themes so you know yourself we'd, we'd have um, anything from um, ecological talks on uh, light pollution we'd have uh, we've had we actually had an astronaut come and visit so we had Robert Thirsk um, at the last time we had a, a dark sky festival here uh, we've had uh, rocket making workshops for kids so we've had uh, mobile planetariums uh, we've had music and uh, magic again so we try and combine all the I suppose the themes that are relevant so it's it covers it's all for families and it's family friendly so it's um it's it's something for everyone it's, I it's recommend it highly so <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> oh, thank you no we're delighted to, obviously the last time you you came to join us uh, was um was a fantastic uh, weekend and and week we had the the other event the the European symposium uh, for the protection of the night sky we were very fortunate to host that here in Mayo and that really opened our international connection, I suppose. So we were lucky to meet people like yourself, Sujay. Um, so it was, um, it was a, yeah, it was a lovely event. I'm very glad that we were able to host it when we did. When we did. Where can our listeners find more information about Mayo Dark Sky Park and Terra Firma Ireland? Well, there's a few. I'm going to give you a couple of websites. That's probably the easiest. Um, so for the Dark Sky Park for Mayo Dark Sky Park. It's simply the name mayodarkskypark.ie. So it's the Irish domain. Um, you can also find out about our community group and the activities that we have on our Facebook page. So that's Mayo Dark Skies as plural, facebook.com uh, slash Mayo Dark Skies. Um, and we, as we work very closely with the Dark Sky Park. So it's, it's hand in hand. Um, there's also the Mayo Dark Sky Festival.ie. Um, so on the uh, the main event in uh, which is usually the last weekend in October, and also to reach uh, Terra Firma, the web domain is terrafermaireland.com or terrafermaireland.ie as well. We'll get you there. So um, that's probably the easiest way. And Terra Firma is also on Facebook and. Uh, well, numerous social media platforms, as is the Dark Sky uh, community group. Friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful. Georgia is an exemplary steward of dark skies. Hopefully, this discussion has given you the motivation for visiting Mayo Dark Sky Park for astrotourism. You will find useful links and resources in the show notes. If you liked this episode, please consider buying me a coffee. You will find the link to my Buy Me A Coffee page at the bottom of the show notes.